Hey everyone, it's Marielle. And before we get to the show, I want to warn you. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is strongly advised. Enjoy the show. Fancy. Oh my God. I don't know if I'm going to be able to drink today because I polished off a bottle of Chardonnay last night by myself on FaceTime with Anaja. <gasps> Are you feeling like shit? Yep. <laughs> you might, you need a hair of the dog. Well, you, what fucked me up is wasn't the wine because it was a fit vine. So I would have been okay. But I decided I was going to drink this aloe vera juice I have, but it's uh, strawberry flavored. I looked this morning at the bottle, 46 grams of sugar. I was like, that's why I feel like shit. But yeah, I'll have to tell you why I decided to drink a bottle of wine last night. Was it a different story? Uh-huh. Are you, did you break up with him? No. Um, I made a very, I, I walked out. I was like, you know what? I'm leaving. He, he was nagging me about the conversation we had. He was saying it was a mood to his cousin who was there. So not only did he neg me, he negged me in front of someone. Sorry, Bye. but you're not going to break me down. I know all the signs, baby. The flags are red. Yeah. Cause all that is, is to break someone's self-esteem down. If anyone oh, has, that's lighting. yeah. And he actually did it again on the phone. Um, he went to visit his friends. He was like, you know, just went and visit some people who ain't going to walk out on me. I was like, eh. there Bye. you go. There you go. You're negging again. So I'm just like, okay. Yeah. But that's his choice he's making. He's making choices. These are choices. And it's like, you know, something I ask people when I'm with a client who um, is like a victim of domestic violence. They're like, I know, but you know, it's like they're sorry and they didn't mean to. And I'm like, no, they had a choice. Did they hit you with a closed fist or open fist? They had a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. He there. doesn't need to make these little comments. There was no need. No. It is simply to make me feel bad about wanting to have a grown-up conversation and check in. I wasn't well, even. I wasn't even tripping. I wasn't calling. I wasn't blowing him up at all. It was just no, like you when you can, let me know if what's going on. If you're good. He tried right. to say I never check on him. I was like, literally, bitch, scroll up. I sent him a couple timestamps. I didn't have. I literally only had to do one swipe down, and there were texts from the night before well, this morning. You were just talk talking about a couple of days ago that you hadn't heard from him for like twelve hours, and we're talking to about it. Yeah, so. men are trash. So that was me being moody. Let me just bleep his name out. I feel like this is good for people to hear because I'm not the only one being negged. It's literally know. a pickup tactic. What do you mean pickup? There's literally a book about it because I was just reading. Because, uh-huh. um, of course, when you've been gaslit so many times, you always have to do your research and make sure you're feeling what you're feeling, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, triple checked. Um, but there is a book that like, teaches men the art of the neg and like how to like backhand compliment or like get the upper wow. hand by putting women down. Yep. I read some pretty disgusting comments by men. Let me just say that. 
I don't even want to know. Mm, I mean, we yeah, really know the, what the comments are. It's just you, now they have like a term title. Yeah. But um, my thing is, is that like you guys have been dating, what, two, three months? About three. Yeah. And this is about when it when the fucking mask starts coming mm-hmm. off. Yep. So Cindy Lauper would be singing right now. <laughs> True colors, baby. I see your true colors shining. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, I was just talking to um my friend in Colorado is having troubles with um with mm-hmm. um her new girlfriend. Man, oh, she no. just sent me some screenshots and we were on the phone for like an hour and I'm just trying to tell her it's like, you know, you gotta trust your gut. But also you're you deserve like explanation for what's like going on too. Yeah. And she's like not getting that. Um I don't know. So relationships are work, but they shouldn't be stressful. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So <sighs> So let's talk about some bad bitches. <laughs> no. <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, so I was thinking that was a bit. Don't take that serious. I had an idea. I was wondering how you feel about doing one story per episode and we switch off. Yeah. That way we have more room for like other topics and stuff and we don't feel so pressed for time. Totally. Well, I mean, I've got a pretty good one. What's how's yours? Mine you've heard twice. Mine is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mine's (laughs) technically recorded. But how about we do this first? Welcome to the Women of Death Row. <laughs> Hello. Speaking as a man, it's been a while. It's been a while. To the right of my screen is uh, my sister Marielle, co-host. Hi. Slash producer lady. Wow. First show, not in the same room, not on the same mic with dogs all over us. Well, you do, but I don't. No, they're somewhere. They're somewhere. Right now, it's just a cat. I have rearranged all my furniture. What's behind you? What's behind you? Is that still your bed? Yeah. So my bed's in the same place, but then I I pulled my chair up, but there's the glass table there now. It's my end table, and then I have this in the corner. Mm-hmm. So there's more room. A more nookish. And like, it's like better for like watching TV. Did you move your TV? No, not yet. Well, should we get to it? Let's do it. God, I really need to wax. I literally shaved with a razor and shaving cream on my face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get any grown hairs. Oh, God. Fuck. Let's. Are you ready? I'm ready. I got my around. I'm going to tell you about Louise Pete. Louise Pete. Heard of her? No. Okay. Born Lofi Louise Pressler in Bienville, Louisiana. She was the daughter of a prominent newspaper publisher. She attended the best private schools in New Orleans. She became notorious for inappropriate or promiscuous behavior, oh. which, like, I wonder what that was. That was <laughs> Right. Expelled by a posh finishing school, Louise went home to Bienville and settled down to the business of pleasure. 
1903, she married Henry Bosley, a traveling salesman. Joining him on the road, Louise became a housekeeper for this woman, and she would steal money and jewelry from her employer. Oh, yeah. And, like, when things turned up minis- uh, missing, she would always, like, act innocent. Like, one time, I guess she was, like, even caught rifling through things. She was like, who, me? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, just, like, playing it innocent. I'm organizing. So she- <laughs> she was very charming and could always put on a sweet face. So she was like easy to manipulate people. In the summer of 1906, Henry caught his wife in bed with a local oilman and grief stricken killed himself two days later. Oh, God. Louise sold Henry's belongings and moved to Shreveport, where she worked as a sex worker and stealing and petty things crimes until she could afford a trip to Boston. So she would also, could you hear that? So she would also on the side be stealing jewelry from her clients like wives. There you go. Uh, In time, she pushed her luck too far and was threatened uh, and was discovered. Threatened with exposure, she retired to Waco, Texas, where she wooed and won an oil baron named Joe Apple. So Joe Apple loved diamonds and was known for for always wearing his flashy diamond studded rings, even his belt buckle and the buttons on his clothing. He's bedazzled. Wow. Right? One week after Joe first met Louise, he was discovered dead. A bullet in his skull, his diamonds missing. Called before a special grand jury, Louise admitted to shooting him down in self-defense, saying that the oil man tried to rape her. The oil man tried to rape her, she maintained, and she was forced to act accordingly. The missing jewels were forgotten, and the members of the jury openly applauded as they set her free. Wow. Mm-hmm. By 1913, she goes to Dallas. There, Louise met and married local hotel clerk, Harry Ferrot. It was primarily a marriage of convenience, her convenience. Uh, <laughs> Harry, caught, <laughs> Harry caught her cheating, and just like her first husband, he took his own life. Right? Interesting. What does she have between her legs? <laughs> it's a <laughs> <so> fire. <laughs> In 1915, moving on to Denver, Louise married Richard Pete, a door-to-door salesman. They had a daughter named Betty in 1916. Then they moved for Los Angeles, but quickly became estranged from one another. In 1920, while shopping for a house to rent, Louise met a mining executive named Jacob Denton. Like, she just knew how to meet all these fucking rich-ass men. How does... How? I'm telling you. She had something. He had been married three times. He had a daughter who lived with an ex, and he was a recent widow. So they kind of had that in common, sort of. So Denton had a mansion to rent for $300 a month, but he allowed Louise to stay for $75 per month, which is equivalent to $900 today. Wow. Yeah. He was soon persuaded to retain the property himself. Acquiring Louise as a live-in companion. Mm. After several weeks of what was said to be torrid sex, Louise asked Denton to marry her, but he refused. A fatal error. Because... He denied the proposal. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Smiling through rejection, Louise ordered Denton's caretaker to dump a ton of earth in the basement where she planned to raise mushrooms. His favorite delicacy. So it was a treat for her lover. 
No mushrooms had sprouted by the time Denton disappeared on May 30th, 1920. When pressed, she told police her that her man had quarreled all night with, quote, a Spanish-looking woman who became enraged and shot off his arm. So the next day he disappeared. She said he returned. He returned in July, although he managed to survive. She said poor Jacob was embarrassed by his handicap and had gone into seclusion. Wow, that's elaborate. Mm-hmm. So pressed by Denton's lawyer and his uh, surviving daughter, uh, she revised the story to incorporate an amputated leg. The missing businessman was scheduled to return once he was comfortable with an artificial limb. Incredibly, these tales kept everyone at bay for several months. She even went to the bank and used his missing arm as an excuse to have access to cashing checks. She had his arm? It, no, oh, she was she just for, using yeah, the excuse. excuse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It, it was September by the time that Denton's daughter had pressured police enough into d- investigating his disappearance, calling on police to search the house. After searching for an hour, Denton's body was discovered in the basement with a bullet in his head and strangled, then bound with rope and stuffed into a quarter, both arms intact, both his legs. Another family had already been renting the mansion out at this point louise had got oh my god taken it upon herself to rent it out she'd also pawned his diamond ring and went on a 600 shopping spree with his checkbook which that's like tens of thousands of dollars a day Jesus. <laughs> detectives started hunting for louise and traced her back to denver where she resumed a life of wedded bliss with richard peep she was indicted in october and despite all evidence of the contrary continued to proclaim her innocence she's quoted as saying i'm being crucified upon the cross but i can say as did christ Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Whoa. She compared herself to Christ. (laughs) She compared herself to the Lord. Oh. But during her arraignment, Richard Pete was right by her side. Ellie Times wrote, At times pale, other times flush. Mr. Pete was by far the most pathetic figure of the day. Seriously. God, dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she did all this while you were married louise was described as charming and calm and of having a remarkable personality she was cooperative with reporters and detectives when asked about large aspects of the story but she would get irritated over any discrepancies of small and consequential details for instance a journalist once referred to her as jacob's Tenton's housekeeper and she did not like oh, that God. she's like no 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 <laughs> I've got some fire pussy. We were fucking. That was my man. Don't you dare get it twisted. Here's <laughs> housekeeper. How, How dare, dare they? I'm Christ. So she was held in LA County Jail until her trial. Prosecution claimed the murder was premeditated, and there's obviously no mysterious Spanish woman Denton fought with before his death. On December 26, 1920, a headline read Mrs. Pete enjoys Christmas in a cell. And the article detailed how she spent her holiday, including a splendid Christmas dinner. Oh, my God. So Louise now tells journalists that she has ambitions of being a concert singer. Really? Uh, (laughs) She's going to she's going to be a Roxy Hart. Um, Actually, this they say that this is one of the stories that influenced Chicago. Oh, okay. Like she's like one of those black widows. Like he had it coming, you know. Yeah. Denton's niece gave a scathing testimony, 
saying she never told me about the Spanish woman's story. Uh, the district attorney called Louise Pete the most red-handed and brutal murderess of the century. Convicted of a murder charge in January 1921, Louise was sentenced to a life term of life imprisonment in San Quentin. She was also featured in newspapers. She was in prison with the Tiger Woman, Clara Phillips, like the hammer murderer. Oh, wow. uh, salacious reports of the two women curling, quarreling would come out. Mm, wishful thinking. It's obviously just like sensational journalism. Cat fight in prison. Was the headline. Mm -hmm. In 1924, when several of his letters went unanswered, her husband, Richard Pete, killed himself. Committed suicide. This is her third husband who took his own life. But he was, she was in jail, right? Yeah. I have a theory that part of it is because, like, men would be shamed to have a woman who's, like, so, like, you're supposed to keep her in her place, you know? And so, like, they become even more scrutinized if mm -hmm. they, you know, if they're, like, for instance, her husband's before, it was after she cheated. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a humiliation sure. thing, you and know? And they did it out of emotion, like, out of, um, like, an impulse. Yeah. San Quentin's warden. Oh, I already said that. Wait, no, I didn't. San Quentin's warden, Clinton Duffy, once described Louise Pete as projecting an air of, of innocent sweetness, which masked a heart of ice. It was reported that she liked to boast about the love she had driven to their deaths and she especially cherished Richard's suicide as proof that even prison walls could not contain her fatal charm. She's a narcissist. Mm -hmm. In 1933, Louise was transferred from San Quentin to the prison at Tehachapi, which is where like all these bad bitches go. Six years later, on her 10th attempt to win parole, she was released from custody in 1939. Wow. Her ultimate release was due in no small part to intercession from a social worker named Margaret Logan uh, and her husband, Arthur. Margaret actually took Louise's daughter into custody for a while while Louise was in prison. And she helped to get Louise paroled to take care of a woman named Mrs. Latham. I don't know her first name. In Los Angeles. Ba -ba -ba. Louise was allowed to take an alias name. So she called herself Anna Lee after her favorite movie star. In 1942, an elderly female co-worker vanished inexplicably. Her home discovered in a state of disarray. Detectives called on Anna Lee, the missing woman's closest friend, and they were told the woman had died of injuries sustained in a fall. What may only be described as mo monumental negligence, they, brought, they bought the story, never bothering to check out Anna's background or obtain a death certificate. So the kindly Mrs. Latham died in 1943, and Louise was then employed by the Logans, the couple who got her out and fostered her daughter. She then married elderly bank manager Lee Judson in May 1944. So she's like in her 60s at this point. On May 30th, Margaret Logan vanished without a trace. Louise telling Margaret's aged husband that his wife was in the hospital, unable to receive visitors. Suspicion was aroused by poor forgeries of her signature that... Louise presented on checks and letters to parole authorities. Apparently, Margaret at one point confronted Louise about her using her checks, which would give Louise motive to mm, kill her because yeah. she's a piece of shit. Uh, police enter the Logan's home where they catch Louise literally in the, again, this time the police catch her in the middle of rifling through the <laughs> Logan's personal belongings. Like, oops, <laughs> just organizing. <laughs> Um, such as insurance documents. She was arrested and her husband, Lee Judson, told police of his suspicions about her. Louise was telling neighbors that Arthur attacked his wife. By late June, Louise, Anna Lee, 
claimed she was some sort of relative and had pursued, persuaded the authorities that Arthur, Arthur Logan was insane. And so he was committed to a state hospital. I can't even imagine a state hospital in the 40s. He died six months later. Yeah, that's, oh my God, that's horrifying to think about. So she wanted to make it clear that her current husband had nothing to do with the crimes. And she even, she was like, he absolutely had nothing to do with it. He didn't even know my name when we met, which is true. He thought she was Annalie. They asked if that meant she admitted to the crime. And she was like, nope. She said Arthur killed his wife and that she, she buried her in the yard, but that she didn't call the police because she was scared of being accused of the murder because of her past. They asked why Margaret had a bullet in her body if she was beaten, and she quickly recanted that Arthur had been beating her with a gun, and it went off. So oh. she's like, well, I didn't say what he was beating her with. He was beating her with a gun, She's and quick. it went off. Yeah. Wow. So then they arrested her husband because they had a gun in their home, and of course the press did their dunking on her this other pathetic husband, and so she had moved her and her husband into Logan's home as soon as Arthur was committed. She told the familiar tale of what happened to Margaret, of course, due to shame from disfigurement, she went into hiding until she can get surgery. So he believes this, even though he never sees or hears Margaret around the house. On January 11, 1945, the charges against her husband were dropped. And then the next day, he jumped to his own death in the stairwell of an office building. Louise, it was observed, seemed pleased with his reaction in their separation. Convicted of first degree murder by a jury that included 11 women, Louise was this time sentenced to death. Her appeals failed and she was executed in San Quentin's gas chamber on April 11th, 1947. Dang. Yeah. I'm actually however pulled up here. Louise Pete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her eyes are dead. So she was sentenced to death. She was executed in the gas chamber in San Quentin. Wasn't also um the a lady that was the move oh that was in the UK. Never mind. Yeah, Ruth. Ruth, yeah. Yeah. The tablets of... Oh, wow. Four husbands killed themselves. Yeah. So do you think the first two actually did or that she had something to do with it? Yeah, because it was one was by hanging and the other was like shooting. Oh, interesting. But that makes... That would make sense is that she was really her own person and did what she wanted and wasn't going to have anyone else tell her anyway. Mm -hmm. So like back then, a woman is like, an extension of their husband. So if he couldn't yep. keep her right, then that says about that says more about him than her. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And so that's what it was like shame. I want to know what she bought. Did she go to Hermes? Did she go to um, Chanel? Right. Six hundred dollars in 19 in the early 1900s. Wow. That's a lot. I could buy you a human. Holy shit. Good job. That was a good one. Thank you. I saw something on True Crime headlines. Let me pull it back up. Oh, boy. I love those. Iana Mayweather charged with felony assault after stabbing a woman. So Floyd Mayweather's daughter. Yes. Was arrested for stabbing. What's the rapper's name? NBA NBA young boy. The mother of his kid, right? Uh, No, I think she's just his girlfriend. I'll read the head. I'll read the caption because it's it's pretty short the daughter of pro boxer floyd mayweather was arrested in texas and charged with felony assault with a deadly weapon after a violent altercation with another woman 19 year old iana mayweather 
was taken to Harris County Jail after she was arrested for stabbing 25-year-old LaPatra Lachey Jacobs during a fight at the home of rapper NBA Youngboy. Jacobs shares a child with the rapper, whose real name is Control Deshaun Galden. Mayweather and Galden used to be in a relationship, and on the night of the incident, she told police that the fight had been provoked by the rapper. Mayweather told police that she had never met the victim before the e that evening. Mayweather release was released on $30,000 bond and is scheduled to return to court early next week. Hmm. Um, he should have taught his daughter how to fight. She wouldn't have to use knives. Maybe that's what he taught her. Oh, God. But, I mean, here's the thing. No dude is worth going to jail. No, no. dude is worth. No person is worth stressing out to that degree for. Absolutely not. If you ever feel yourself like getting there, you got to cut the cut the cord because she's 19 and is going to be have a felony assault charge on her record granted she's probably set for life because her dad's floyd mayweather but i don't know they say he's not smart with his money oh really so he might have to start fighting again oh wow apparently his mom made a live video lala milan reenacted it it's amazing i haven't yet to see the original video though oh that nba young boy's mom did mm -hmm. oh, wow actually i think i remember i know what you're referencing because i saw it and i didn't know what it was and i just skipped past it because i love lala milan mm -hmm. she's hilarious yep i went to costco and i was like okay by now hopefully they have those disinfection wipes no not a one not even toilet paper holy shit yeah gina my hairstylist said that there's a local d distillery around here that made um oh, yes. big ass bottles of hand sanitizer it looks like bottles of vodka yes. she had one of those she said she got a price shopper and she said that she thinks they're also selling them at liquor stores oh cool shit when well, we run out of liquor it looks like vodka but it's hopefully no one's tried to drink them probably because it's like 6.99 for a fucking fifth of hand sanitizer <laughs> oh god <laughs> Take a swig and you're good. Burn. I feel like that would burn literally holes down your esophagus. Probably. Man. Something. I saw this one TikTok of this girl's parents who came from fucking home wasted from walking their dog around the neighborhood. And they're like, well, our neighbors were out and they offered us some moonshine and dad's passed out on the floor. <laughs> I saw that one. It's so funny. <laughs> So what's everyone else been up to? It's been a whole month. Shit's kind of been Man. hitting the fan a little bit. It's Are fucked all up. Okay. Let us know if there's anything you'd like from us. Oh yeah. We'll totally just pull out some bullshit episodes if you need some brain waves or I mean, what am I saying? Like distractions. <laughs> Something to listen to while you do your eighteenth chore. Right? God, my counters, my stuff, my apartment's never been cleaner. I don't know. But what's been really helping me is just like making sure I like at least get like at next some type of exercise every day. Yeah, me too. Like some type of exercise, making sure like you're eating regularly, like every couple hours, make sure you like get a snack or something. Bob's Burgers has gotten me through. Always. I've watched the Brunch Squatch episode probably four times. <laughs> it's such a good one i watched a couple of the newest episodes last oh my night. gosh the new season is so funny gene's references oh my god the episode i watched last <laughs> night was when gene realized that he looks just like his dad when his dad was younger so he <laughs> pretends to be his dad hilarious so here in missouri we are technically on a statewide shutdown they just 
announced that the schools are closed, which I'm confused because they had already closed the schools for the year. Had they already closed them for the year? I think everyone... I think that was Kansas. Kansas. So Missouri must have officially So Missouri officially Mm -hmm. did it, but I think everyone was like already knew that was going to happen. But if you are a parent working full-time still in whatever capacity that looks like and trying to like be a teacher too this is for you hats Hats off off. and like you know thinking of teachers too it's like gosh you must like really miss your students like how heartbreaking is this i feel like ever we just are like going through we're experiencing like a collective trauma and especially for like our generation like younger millennials and now gen z people who are just getting on their feet on their feet like well look at all the trauma that we've seen throughout our life we all witnessed 9-11. It's like our first big memory. We witnessed that shit across the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, the war in Iraq, war on terrorism, all these different wars. Shit. Ebola, Zika. Trump being, Trump elected. being elected. And then probably going to be reelected. Trump basically admitted that um, they rely on voter suppression for Republicans to win because he basically said, if we allow at-home voting, then... The Republicans will never win again. Like, so you're saying if Democrats can't vote, you win. Anyone that's pregnant right now, I'm feeling for you. Like, oh, oh my gosh. I saw an adorable picture. Sorry, that was, yeah, important. Feeling for you. There's a picture of babies being born in Bangkok. They're giving them mini face shields. So cute, but also like, ugh. That is the times. Oh my I'm going to send it to you. It was on Twitter. There's this girl that I work with. Her due date's like in her due date's on 420 she's like i really hope i have this kid on 420 <laughs> but, um, that would be awesome she only her husband can be in the room she's like i wanted my mom to be there but she can't yeah shit if i were to ever give birth oh my god these face shields stop mm-hmm. it oh my god did you <laughs> oh my gosh speaking of babies erica hart on instagram shared on her story um little baby face massages like these um facialists were giving their babies like face massages and it's just the cutest thing well we're about to do a zoom happy hour so that's right yeah. <laughs> well take care take care of yourselves of yourselves remember be in good health you do not have to be productive during this time we're experiencing a no. collective trauma you know just take care of yourself shower eat talk to people and those are the three basic like just get your immediate needs in the met if your boss is telling you you're not producing enough then that's their problem all right well thank you thanks y'all for listening Let's good to be back. we'll be back next week yep. the brand new all right episode. yeah all right bye bye